Das irdische Leben, the earthly life, is one of Mahler's most intriguing songs. It was composed in the same year as the Fischbedicht and Rheinlitchen, 1893, and has in much in common with them. Underlying all three songs are moral philosophical conceptions that are essential to an understanding of Mahler's view of the meaning of human life. Mahler's comments upon his change of the song's title from Verspätung, lateness, to Das irdische Leben, are revealing. He says, The text only suggests the deeper meaning, the treasure that must be searched for. Thus, I picture as a symbol of human life the child's cry for bread and the mother's attempt to console him with promises. I named the song Das irdische Leben for precisely that reason. What I wish to express is that the necessities of one's physical and spiritual growth are long delayed and finally come too late, as they do here for the dead child. I believe I have expressed this in a characteristic and frightening way through the eerie sonorities of the accompaniment, which roars and whistles like a storm, and also through the tortured and anguished cries of the child and the uniform, monotonous reply of the mother, Destiny, who does not always answer promptly enough our anguished request for bread. In expressing these thoughts, Mahler could not have realized how they would reflect his own destiny, for he too would be deprived of recognition he craved as an important composer in his own time. It is also likely that he so renamed the song to relate it to Das Himmlische Leben, the heavenly life, later used as the finale of his fourth symphony. Mahler juxtaposes the undulating moto perpetuum 16th note figuration which accompanies the melodic line with the simplicity of the vocal line itself. This monotonous undulating rhythm functions as an undercurrent throughout the song in much the same way as similar repetitious figuration operates in Fischpredigt. In each instance, the perpetual rhythmic undercurrent symbolizes the relentless churning of the wheel of life, grinding on endlessly to an unknown end, devoid of any concern for human misery. The life wheel's pace seems excessive, as if hurrying onward to its own end, senselessly. The same symbolism of life's unremitting continuum appears with equal poignancy in the rhythmic figuration that underlies the thematic material of the Purgatorial movement from the unfinished Tenth Symphony. The song is set in strophic form in an A-A-B-A pattern. The narrator carries the tragic tale through repetitions of a child's pleas and his mother's responses. The song clearly recalls Schubert's famous Erlking. While the theme for the child's cry, set in the minor mode, continually changes key, symbolizing the cruel, unrelenting consistency of tragic fate that denies sustenance necessary to perpetuate life with a meaningless promise. The Phrygian mode serves both here and in Fischpredicht to give an eastern aura of timelessness that will be used to create a sense of eternal consciousness in the later Das Lied von der Erde. The principal tempo marking, Unheimlich bewegt, with sinister agitation, 
sets the tone for the song. It opens in E-flat minor with a brief introduction on a brisk, undulating rhythm that will continue as accompaniment throughout the song. It engenders a feeling of restless haste. One might also liken this perpetual moving figuration to the circular rhythms of the motive of the Rhine in Wagner's Das Rheingold, also symbolizing the continuum of existence. The child's cry is sung to a two-part melody, the first part based upon a dactylic pattern on falling chromatics, the second on leaping octaves that rise to a terrifying minor ninth as the child begs for bread to keep him alive. The theme for the mother's reply is based upon a simple diatonic phrase that seems reassuringly calm and gentle, soothing like a lullaby. The second part of her song sounds at first like a direct response to the child's cry of Gib mir Brot, simplified by shortening its intervals and ending on a comforting turn figure. It is on that same turn, lowered by a fifth, that the narrator enters with the second strophe of this sad tale, the last four measures of which lead directly into the return of the child's plea. This time the octaves on Gibmir Brot resolve not upward but downward by a semitone, hinting at the motive of woe. The repetition of the rising octave leap, instead of using the same notes as before, falls by a whole tone, now implying the motive of farewell. It is as if the child, despite his repetitious pleas, has already resigned himself to his fate. The mother's response remains essentially the same and is sung to the same music as before. She seems unable to recognize the seriousness of the child's urgent pleas. An orchestral interlude follows, continuing the song's relentless underlying motion with the clarinets imitating the last line of the mother's response. Then the narrator returns with a third strophe, sung to the same melody that opened the second but set a third higher. Once again, his song leads directly into the cries of the child, now sung with even greater urgency. His last words are made to sound shrill by a super-octave leap that replaces the octave used earlier. This impassioned entreaty has no more effect than before. The rhythm of the introduction provides a bridge to the final strophe. Now the narrator seems mysteriously hesitant in relating what was already a far-gone conclusion. He sings of what befell the child when the bread was finally baked, 
to strains of the child's theme. Oboes in thirds usher in the narrator's animated description of the tale's tragic conclusion, with a mournful phrase based on the child's plaint. On a huge orchestral swell, embellished with rising enharmonic Phrygian scales in the strings, the narrator tells of the child's tragic death. The music then recedes on churning chromatic sixteenths in woodwinds, reflecting on the opening figuration. It soon fades away, ending with but the single quiet stroke of a cymbal, much like in Fishpretty. It is a terrible moment, not only for the horror of the child's senseless death, but for the apparent lack of concern for it in the musical surroundings. The meaningless, churning motion of life just continues unabated and unaffected until it finally disappears into oblivion. Let's go. 